Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things, and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this. friends. So this week on the podcast, we wanted to answer a question we got on Instagram a while back. And that was, what is it like selling so many products on Etsy? And I thought this was such a great question. And it would be a perfect podcast topic. Because what it's like selling on Etsy full time is probably not what you think. Um, So we're going to talk about that. I thought it would be very cool. So let's just recap really quick for our listeners who are new to the podcast show. We're two sisters who are creative entrepreneurs. I'm the artist for our company and then Taylor markets and runs the business side of things. And we've each had our own separate Etsy shop for five plus years. And last year... We um, launched one together that became super successful. We started out selling face masks and then quickly pivoted over to merging um, that Etsy shop with Katie's sticker shop. So we learned everything that we could about selling on Etsy, including how to get found by the search engine, how to make more sales, Etsy do's and don'ts, and then also Instagram marketing for your handmade shop. We learned literally as much as we possibly could. And I personally have studied Etsy optimization for about a straight year now. And what's really important to say is that we treat our Etsy shop like a full-time business because that's exactly what it is. So to this date, we've sold around 25,000, maybe closer now to 26,000 handmade products, uh, which came from more than 8,000 sales on Etsy. We ship all over the world, but the majority of our sales are, of course, in the U.S., but also Canada and Europe. So the past year has been a crazy year for sure, and so we thought we'd share exactly um, what it looks like in our day-to-day lives and share some of the lessons we've learned about making and selling so many handmade products along the way. Yeah, so let me walk through a Studio Sisters order fulfillment day for us and just what that day looks like. Um, Yeah. I think order fulfillment varies for every Etsy seller depending on whether you sell big pieces or breakable items or just something small. I think because we sell paper products like stickers, we actually have a really easy product to pack and ship. For me, it starts with going through Etsy and printing those shipping labels for all of the open orders that I need to get out that day. I try to work in batches, so I print all of the labels 
and then I'll add all of those labels onto the envelopes and then I'll add all the packaging cards to each one of those envelopes. So rather than filling one order at a time, I actually have them all laid out on my work table like a little assembly line. And then I just go through and lay the stickers for each order on their separate envelopes and seal them up and add our cute little logo sticker to the back of each envelope. I'm going to be honest with you though, sometimes when I go to pack a sticker and I find that I actually ran out of the inventory of that particular design. So when that happens, I actually have to go cut more before I can finish packaging that order. I try to keep everything in stock, but thankfully because we cut all of our designs here in our studio, rather than working with a third party printer, if we do run out, I can just refill them right then so it all works out. Yeah, I think that a good lesson um, from this is like have your best selling products, like have a lot of inventory pre-made because it's going to save you a ton of time. But like we're not perfect. We like that goal, but it doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. So on a good day, you can just fill everything from inventory that's already produced and ship it out really quickly. But um, if you realize that you actually have to go print and cut more stickers, it can like really extend out the production time of that day. Yeah, it can. So do your best to have your inventory already ready to go. (laughs) Um, There's a few more things that we thought we would tell someone about what it's like to sell full time on Etsy. So the first one I wanted to mention as we were brainstorming this podcast episode is batch working is your best friend. It is literally your best friend. And Katie mentioned she likes to work in batches, but we try to do that for basically every single thing in our business, like doing all our photographs at one time, doing all of your printing and cutting stickers at one time. Like in my case, um, I work on keyword research in batches at a time. That's literally the single best thing you could do in your small business. Yeah, it makes everything so much more just efficient. Like you get it all done at once and then you can work on something else for a little while. And then the next day, like you can batch work all the next orders. Also, um, when you sell on Etsy full time, you really have to start upping um, your supply stock to be able to fill that many orders. And I just wanted to talk about that because I think it's different than when you're first getting started with a handmade shop and when you want to sell art, you you go to Michael's or Joann's or wherever it is, or you order your supplies online and you check out with maybe, you know, $40 worth of supplies or $50 or $100 worth of supplies. But once you get to the point of order fulfillment of, um, you know, thousands and thousands of products... Your supply orders are also in the hundreds of dollars, if not thousands. And that can be really um, scary or stressful. So that is what it's like. And we kind of had to get used to it because it's like a little bit um, scary to think, oh, my gosh, I just placed this huge supply order. Would you feel the same way, Katie? Yeah, it's totally scary. And then I think related to that is you have to take inventory of your supplies once in a while to make sure that you aren't about to run out. And so you just have to like keep up with it so you know when you need to make another big order. Exactly. And really, you have to think about that far in advance now, especially like in pandemic times. Um, There were some times when we have come uh, painfully close to running out of stuff. 
because there were shipping delays. Our ink cartridges didn't come in. <laughs> I own two printers now um, because one, my my trusty printer, the HP factory, like just closed down and like I couldn't get the ink anywhere. So I literally had to buy a new printer because I could get that printer's ink cartridges. So, you know, I think that when you are selling thousands of items at a time or even hundreds of items on Etsy or anywhere in any kind of online shop, like you really do have to up your supplies and your inventory. And that can be a little scary. So another thing that we would tell someone about what it's like to sell full-time on Etsy is that some products just don't sell as well as you'd think, which is really disappointing, but try to take it as a learning experience rather than you failed and you should probably just close your Etsy shop now. So don't do that. Instead, just learn from it and decide what does sell well. Yeah. And also, um, determining what sells well and what doesn't like that doesn't happen in one week or two weeks it's like three months like if you aren't seeing results you want in at least three months sometimes I would say even more like six months on Etsy um, then you could reevaluate that but don't don't wait two weeks or one month and say I'm a failure like give it time um, for the algorithm to rank your product but you're right sometimes they just don't sell as well as you think on the flip side of that, if a product is doing well, don't touch it. <laughs> we have some products where like we, maybe the keywords in my opinion are not as great as they should be, but the product is selling. So like don't touch it. Or maybe the photos are not updated like some of your other listings, but if it's selling, do not mess with that listing. So another thing is that we've tried pretty much all the different ways that you can ship and Etsy's integrated shipping is probably still the best way to go. We've tried just doing it in person at the USPS, but it, that takes a lot of time. So we really recommend just shipping straight through Etsy, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. So yeah, we definitely, we used to go to the post office and even before COVID, it just took a lot of time. But like now, even still, it takes so long. And, you know, you have to stand in line and then the postal worker may or may not give you an accurate, um, like, price or accurate information. They might question what you're shipping. So definitely using Etsy shipping is the way to go. We have also done third-party shipping labels, like using another website. And we just found that the pricing really wasn't much different. And with Etsy, it automatically sends the tracking information to the customer. So you're getting a discounted shipping rate and you're cutting out steps for yourself. So it is hands down the best way to go with shipping. We've tried them all. That's the way you should go. I will say, though, um, whether you ship with Etsy or the Postal Service, it doesn't matter. Be nice to your postal workers. If you're shipping a lot every day um, or multiple times a week like we are, they at your local post office, they will begin to recognize you. <laughs> and so be nice to them. They will, you know, help you and give you additional information if you begin to build up that relationship with them. They definitely recognize us when we go to the post office. Yeah, they do. Especially after last year when we were just shipping out so many products. And this year as well, they just, they know us by name now. <laughs>
ConvertKit is our go-to tool for email and newsletter subscriptions and automated emails. Every week, we send out a creative newsletter to all of you, our podcast listeners, to help you live your dream life. We send actionable tips for your Etsy shop and social media brand, share our behind-the-scenes process, and first access to our upcoming online courses, and we do all of it with ConvertKit. Many handmade sellers and artists use ConvertKit to build email lists of returning customers, to share behind-the-scenes photos of their work and their studios, to announce new art, new collections, and products when they launch. If you had asked me a couple of years ago about email lists, I would have laughed at you because the focus on social media is so huge, right? Yeah, I mean, a few years ago, I really didn't do anything with email, but now it's like, it's so awesome to use and to reach your customers this way. The reason that an email list is so great for you as a creative entrepreneur and the reason so many small businesses are turning to using email lists is because there's no algorithm to beat. Everyone who's on our email list actually gets the emails we send them. Not everyone who follows you on Instagram or Facebook sees what you post and actually most people don't. So if you're looking for a way to build a stronger relationship with your audience and the people who buy your art, an email list might be the way to move the needle forward for you. We love ConvertKit because it's super simple to use and you can easily pre-schedule emails to go out well in advance, which means I never have to remember to send out a newsletter. ConvertKit has transformed my process from randomly sending out emails once in a while and forgetting to stick to a schedule to staying consistent and showing up for our followers. I feel like we can't say enough good things about ConvertKit and the future of email lists for small businesses is right there. So if you want to learn more about this tool, visit shopstudiosisters.com slash ConvertKit to get a free ConvertKit plan. Hey friends, Katie here. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're a maker and a creative already selling your handmade products on Etsy. The thing is, you'd really like to be selling more of it, right? Or maybe you've just recently started an Etsy shop and you want to lay a good foundation for your shop. Or your Etsy shop has been collecting dust for a while now and you've been avoiding the tech stuff or the research like I did for so long. Maybe you've just recently decided that this is your time to get real about Etsy and start doing some serious girl boss business. If any of these are you, I really want you to dive into the basics of Etsy SEO and learn more about getting found by your ideal customers on Etsy. This might sound overwhelming or time consuming, but Taylor and I have created a free guide on how to learn the basics of Etsy SEO and what a long tail keyword is and some basics of the do's and don'ts of Etsy search tags in just 15 minutes. It's actually easy, fast, and you'll be able to celebrate this one by getting your keywords and search terms on point. You can get our free fast guide to Etsy SEO on our website. Just go to shopstudiosisters.com slash Etsy SEO guide. You can also find the link to it in our show notes. Now back to the episode. Next on our list is to clean and reset your workspace almost daily because you work better and I think even your mind is less cluttered if your workspace is clean and not cluttered. Yeah, and like from the like high volume 
product side, like truthfully, you guys, on really busy days, there's just paper all over the floor, like, and there's little bits of, mm-hmm. you know, the lay the um, what is it called? The thing from the envelope. <laughs> The peel off from like the, the envelope seal that you have to peel off the envelope. Yeah, yeah, the seal that you remove from the envelope, and there's trimmed things from our promotional cards, and like bits of sticker paper, and like it, every day. And so that I feel like it could stress us out, but we just recognize like that's a normal part of production, and so we need to organize and reset every single day in order to be effective in our shop. So also, I think it's important. Most people might not think of this when they think about like having a high volume handmade shop. Customers online have unrealistic expectations. They have unreasonable expectations for pricing, for shipping, for how long something takes to arrive. And here's the thing, you guys, please listen to me when I say this. You do not have to give in to them every single time that they make a complaint. You don't. This is why having defined shop policies is super important. If you say you're going to ship in this time that, and you do that, that's all you need. You don't need to give in that the customer says, but I have a birthday party on Sunday and I'm ordering on Friday and I needed them to be here. Like That's not within your policies and that's not your problem. So you don't have to refund or replace items if the customer is not following your shop policies. The truth is they didn't read, but that's not really your problem. So you don't have to give in every time they complain. If you did make a mistake, you should make it right. If there is something you can do to make that customer's experience better, you should do it. But that doesn't mean that you have to bend over backwards for someone who's being unreasonable. Yeah, on the other hand, you will get customers who are amazing and they just leave you the sweetest reviews that just make your day and remind you why you do this and why you put your art out there. So not every customer is going to be bad. You're going to have some amazing ones who are just so sweet and kind as well. I know. I love that. Nothing makes my day brighter than getting a review or a message from a customer or somebody tagging us in on Instagram with their order that they've received. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. So also don't forget to schedule time for you just for creating. Both of us, I think, are willing to say that selling on Etsy is not... Like if you've ever seen any of those memes where it's like real life versus Instagram life or what what people think I do and what I really do, that's kind of what this episode is. Um, basically, what we mean is like selling on Etsy is a lot of admin work and packaging. And so it's very easy for the just for fun art or the creative time to get pushed to the side. So remember to schedule that time just for yourself so that you don't get burnout. So if that means saying, I'm going to stop at three o'clock no matter what, or I am going to do my creative stuff at the in the morning before I move on to Etsy order fulfillment, then do that, whatever that means for you. Yeah, I think for me, I've been saying that Fridays are my creative time. So they're when I get out my canvases and my oil paints and I just paint for myself on Fridays. So the rest of the week, I do a lot of Etsy work and shipping out orders, but Fridays are my me time. I love that. Okay, next up, 
is one that people probably don't realize, but taking and editing photos probably takes us longer than anything else. Like people ask what takes us like the most time in our handmade business and it's probably taking photos, taking photos, editing photos, uploading photos. It's just, it takes so much time to do all that. (laughs) Yes, I agree with you. The photos. So like taking them and every every Etsy listing needs 10 photos plus one video. And then there's also um, the Instagram. There are just additional social media photos that that we need. It just goes on and on. There's Pinterest photos and all of these have different orientations of how the photos should be laid out. And then there's the uploading them. There's the downloading them. It That's probably our most time consuming task. I also wanted to add, this is like a strategy for me, but like if I were telling someone how to run a high volume Etsy shop, I would say, do the things that you don't like to do first and get them out of the way. So then later on, you aren't procrastinating on them and um, you can do more fun things or things that you actually just truly enjoy working in your business. Like do the things you don't like to do first. So what would be something, Katie, in our Etsy shop that you don't like to do that you just like to get out of the way? Taking photos, editing photos, uploading (laughs) photos. I know. You guys, I give Katie a checklist of listings that need photos. And every week I'm like, hey, Katie, have you made progress on the photos? Hey, Katie, have you made progress on photos? So I do batch work them, but it's 10 photos times 100 listings. It's a lot of photos. So I batch work in batches. So I do photos in the mornings when the light is right on my desk. And then I can work on other things that are more fun later in the day. Another thing that is on our list of things people may not realize about running a full-time Etsy shop is that you do totally get overwhelmed once in a while. Like having your own Etsy shop is amazing, but it can be overwhelming. So it's okay if you have to set your shipping times out a little longer to help you complete the orders in a set amount of time. Like it's totally okay to do that. Yeah. So, um, We would be lying if we said we've never had a late order or that we've never had to extend out our shipping time. So that's normal. Um, It's not something we want to do all the time. But sometimes you do need to make adjustments and say, actually, it's going to take me longer to ship these. You know, my supplies didn't come in or it just was busier than I thought. And so I need to add an extra day or two to shipping. That's normal. Um, And then also, we've mentioned this on Instagram, and I think we've talked about it in a previous podcast, but um, if you are traveling or you're sick or anything like that, like don't put your Etsy shop on vacation. Do not do that. It will tank your SEO ranking. Instead, just extend out the shipping time. So if you're going out of town or for any other reason, just extend out your shipping time. If you need to move it from three days to one week or up to two weeks or three weeks or something like that, that's okay. Just don't use vacation mode. And lastly, selling on Etsy can give you just a lot of freedom in your schedule. You can work when you want to rather than having that set nine to five. So this is one of the absolutely best things about running your own Etsy shop is that you don't have to be tied to a little cubicle from nine to five every day. So you can work when you want to set the days that you want to work on your 
handmade products and ship out the products to your customers. And it just gives you so much freedom. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who probably prefer to work at night or in the evenings. That's not you and I. We try to keep a pretty consistent daytime routine. But um, if you wanted to work at night, that's totally up to you. If you want to work just three days a week in your Etsy shop, that's totally up to you and you've got that freedom. I think all of the things on this list are small things that you may not immediately think about when you decide to open an Etsy shop, but they're all so helpful. And we hope you enjoyed learning these little Etsy life lessons and tips as we're calling them. Yeah. And we would love to talk to you about your handmade business. I would love to talk to you about your Etsy shop and how to scale what you're currently doing. So you can definitely send me a DM. Um, on Shop Studio Sisters on Instagram or reach out to us on our website, shopstudiosisters.com. We would love to chat about how you can grow your handmade business. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week with more creative business and creative life content for you.